0: Hello and welcome to Tracks, Brighton's premier music podcast. I'm I'm Tim. Tim.
1: And I'm Harry. And
0: you find us in celebratory mood. Because we have made it to episode 30. Yeah.
1: Which for some reason is a huge milestone for us.
0: We just love the tens. I mean, we live for this stuff. Like, they just feel significant to us. I think I find it hard to imagine when we'll get to a set of ten, the end of one, or the beginning of a new one. And not just feel a little bit excited
1: Yeah The possibilities are endless We probably won't do this for episode 40
0: But 50, ooh I feel like is big Yeah,
1: it was (laughs) big 50 (laughs) is technically a whole year, isn't it? A whole year of podcasts
0: 52 Well yeah, but, you know (laughs) Basically, anyway We've got a beautiful little episode for you To celebrate us getting here Making it here And everyone still having a lovely time (laughs) So, without wanting to drag out yet another intro, because realistically, by this stage, we have run out of things to say in these. <laughs> Let's just get into it. See you on the flip side. Flip side. It's always been the flip side. Always. <laughs> always will be. Shall we begin? Harry, do you remember the eighth of March this year? Yeah. What do you remember it for?
1: I remember, two lost souls had an idea, for a thing. Yeah. They weren't sure what that thing was yet, but they had an idea. We
0: did. And we believed that if we, if you build it, they will come. We followed the light. For. It was so bright (laughs) and we made a podcast and dropped episode one of it.
1: Second of March is officially our first date then. Eighth of March. Eighth of March. You bastard! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, eighth of March. I'm glad that I've got a date to go on because I knew that um, our first idea for the show was technically Halloween. Yeah, four months
0: previously, which tells you everything you need to know about the kind of guys we are. (laughs) but 8th of March was when it all kicked off and I really vividly remember the excitement of seeing episode 1 pop up on iTunes
1: yeah it was just just it was mental
0: to me that we were on there and now I'm just so nonchalant about the whole thing I mean iTunes who? yeah exactly but now's a good time to say uh, thank you to our Day ones because over the intervening God, how many months is that? Six months? Seven
1: months? Seven, yeah.
0: Over the intervening seven months, we've picked up a lot of new people and it's so wonderful to have you all here. But there were people out there who were there for day one. Yeah. For what we now look back on, as not a very good
1: episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not even a very good podcast yeah, at the
1: time. If this is your first episode don't, don't really bother with the first couple but um yeah if you want to go back you know do
0: yeah i mean it's got a charm it will forever be in my heart but we had no idea what we were doing we were so scared yeah. we were um sat on the sofa in my mum's living room sharing one mic in between us with three or four cameras pointing <laughs> at our faces
1: so many cameras
0: absolutely terrified Like, just did not know what was going on. Um, Yeah, it was tough, but we powered on through. And now that we've reached a milestone of 30, we thought this would be a good moment to uh, revisit the format we used for that very first episode, which we have continued to dust off every time we've had a new guest for a full episode. It's old, new, borrowed blue. So, so far on the list, I've done it. You've done it. Ben's done it. Jake's done it. Dan's done it. And Emily's done it. Is that right? Yeah. Are we the only six people on the planet who have done the old New Borrowed Blue Challenge?
1: Yeah, I believe so.
0: Wow. And we're going back to the top of the league table with go number two. <laughs> Beautiful. Absolutely. So, I'm going to say, let's just get straight into it. Let's do For that. people who maybe were expecting a musical highlight refer back to episode 29. It was such a bumper highlights episode that we just didn't have any more to use this week. That's why it's not here. We're going straight into it. Harry,
1: old. Oh, I'm not that old, but okay. <laughs> um, So, the good thing about coming back and doing this is I felt ever since the first episode I've always wanted to do this again. Not because I didn't like my picks, but no, I've had a little bit more time to kind of think about what I would have chosen, given more time. Have maybe. you?
0: A little, yeah. Really? Because I chose mine about an hour before we started recording and like, it just hadn't even crossed my mind. That's not to say that these aren't great picks, but... I just think... Um, do, you, do you not feel happy with your original choices? Can I, you remember your original choices?
1: I can. Louis Armstrong was my first. Old, yeah. Old
0: Louis Armstrong. New.
1: I had Matt DeMarco.
0: Borrowed. Can't remember. I think you had Bonavent.
1: Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. And blue. And blue was. Um... Ooh. I I Mr you... Brightside. Oh yeah, yellow. Yeah. No, Mr Blue Sky, not Mr Brightside. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we won't get onto that choice because <laughs> I do not like that song.
0: And I had old. I had Little Walter up the line. Yeah. Knew I had Heinz, but I can't remember what song. Maybe Chili Town. No. Garden? Maybe. Certainly Heinz.
1: Go back, everyone, and find out.
0: Uh, borrowed, I had Loyal Karner.
1: And Blue, you
0: had... I had Baby Blue, Bad Finger. Yes. Okay, we
1: remember. <laughs> Good, thank you for Never listening. again. <laughs> so, with my old track, I'm going with Friends by Led Zeppelin okay now this the reason why I say kind of going back I'd like to have done it again is because um Led Zeppelin were always kind of around the house like my dad although you've got a little bit more maybe of your dad's music taste or maybe not his taste but he's he's helped you on with music and discovering it and stuff didn't really have that too much in my family um but my dad did have records lying about and Led Zeppelin's always one of them I remember when School of Rock came out. Uh, I can't remember the year. It, it would have been a long time ago, though. I reckon. I think I was just joining um, secondary school because I remember yeah. wanting to learn the guitar after that, and it, and it spurred on a lot of people yeah, to I, learn I, God, guitar.
0: Just even thinking about, it, I think that film must be fifteen years old.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I can't I know, believe fourteen. That. I reckon two thousand and two or two thousand and three. Yeah, it's probably eleven or twelve. Um. Hell. but I was getting into guitar and stuff and trying to learn. I remember the first time I picked up guitar and it was my dad had this old electric guitar and I tried to learn Stairway to Heaven. And when you're learning to play guitar for the very first time, probably best not to go for a song like that is Zip. Yeah. Um back in those days my family were fed up of me hit, me playing smoke on the water by deep purple um so i tried stay away to heaven uh, didn't happen uh, 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 imagine that every day all day awful my for weeks like uh we
0: didn't really have like a guitar player in our family although well, my direct family although uh, my cousin Stefan, who you met at glastonbury and we mentioned on the podcast previously yeah. um he once came and stayed with us when he was very first learning guitar was equally tedious. He was learning acoustic guitar, but it was... I was too. It was just like little
1: sort of two-second bits just
0: over and over and over again all the point where we were
1: all just pulling our hair out. Like yeah. I wasn't <laughs> even playing the chords. I was just playing each string. Yeah. Um, but, funnily enough, um, I don't think my dad had this album. I think this is on Led Zeppelin 3. And... Um, friends, I discovered probably only about two years ago i think somebody was playing it and i really really loved the um the rhythm and i absolutely love singing this as well it's it's one of those classic kind of proper led zeppelin high-pitched robert plant vocals and um i just remember led zeppelin i think we probably had one of the kind of best of albums and this probably wasn't on there but um I remember having the compilation playing all the time and my dad loving that I was trying to get into Led Zeppelin. But yeah, as I say, this one was kind of one of the later ones that I'd found, something I didn't really know they did. And it's one of my favourite Led Zeppelin songs of all time. I think it's absolutely amazing. Okay.
0: I mean, uh, we've talked a few times on the podcast previously, specifically when uh, Dan Brooks was on, I think maybe episode 22, 23, something yeah. like that. Um about these kind of legendary bands who sometimes we don't know that much of. And again, to my shame, I know a little bit of Led Zeppelin. Yeah. But I don't really know like a catalogue. And if this isn't an obvious Zeppelin track, then I'm not going to know it. So
1: It's not one of the big rock anthems, no. Yeah, So but this will be
0: interesting for me to hear it, I think.
1: Yeah, there's plenty that I could pick that you would know of. Things like Black Dog. And yeah, Star of course. To Heaven yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, like Black Dog is one of my also favourites as well. But Friends is the one I'm going to go and pick. And um, I just hope people enjoy it. Aww. (laughs) I have nothing else to say about it. (laughs) So yeah, Friends by Led (laughs) Zeppelin. told me that I could be able to, I would be able to play that, like maybe fifteen years ago, I would have been like No. No I wouldn't. Um, the funny thing is though, if you know anything about guitars and stuff, it's one of these ones where you, you tune the guitar to dad fad, I think it might be. <laughs> <laughs> Which <laughs> What's is Dad Fad. I don't know anything about guitars. D A D, I think F oh. F sharp A D. Oh, so you try to a... tune the guitar back.
0: That's so disappointing. I thought it was a really funny joke. <laughs> no. I thought it was going to be like the kind of music that dads like.
1: No. Oh, no. Um, although it's really easy to you can you, you kind of sing. strum all the chords in there and it kind of makes a nice tune a daddy a sound. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's a faddy thought... a faddy dad sound.
0: Oh, I thought it was going to be like uh <laughs> when you see like a middle-aged man in lycra and you call him Dadley Wiggins I thought it was like dad fad <laughs> I'm no. just going to play some dad fad guitar <laughs> that was going to be great
1: I wish it did mean something like that but no it's just the <laughs> tuning yeah. but um, it's, it's quite simple to play although it's one of these songs that if you know how to play it properly and you know all the, all the right timings for everything it, you know how to go and if you kind of it's one of these things where you know when you know something and you get it right and you feel a little bit good after like you yeah. know in um, Tame Impala Elephant yeah it's got that bit where it's like, dun, 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 like and you get it right and you're like yeah I knew yeah. that I, I can do that I'm a musician now um it's just had. I've always got memories of playing starting to learn that and yeah. just kind of playing it and just kind of seeing that probably the first thing I ever tried to play was Stairway to Heaven and I couldn't and then the last thing I kind of learned was that and motorbike sounds (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that that is my pick for old lovely
0: i enjoyed that more than your last old one. so we're progressing really well because uh again it's an interesting thing i think we've become so much more comfortable in this that that was an actual story about your life
1: yeah well (laughs) funny enough yeah the first pick (laughs) i've had was just me saying yeah and i like it but that's what that's where we were then (laughs) we're not there now (laughs) now i just talk shit yeah. So, your old pick, please.
0: So as you know, I always just try and find my own little way into these kind of things because I'm a contrarian and I like to uh, just annoy you, basically. That's kind of the whole reason I'm here every week. Okay. Um, my old pick this week isn't that old. Brilliant. And also it's quite new to me. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Why so, uh, basically just because I wanted to play it. That. That's why. And it is, again, he's already been mentioned once on the podcast this week. He's been mentioned again. Big Ben Brooks. He's meant to be here for every 10 episodes. He's not here today. So I'm going to give him a shout out with my first pick. Um, we now live very close to each other, me and Ben. Yeah. So we spend a lot of time together. And a lot of that time is listening, just listening to music and having a little chat about it. It's lovely. Okay, so I know what you're going to pick. You already know.
1: You already know. (laughs) Uh,
0: So during one of these uh, listening parties, um, Ben put on a band who we featured before completely wrongly. I now realise one of the biggest mistakes we ever made in tracks. The band is Corner Shop, and we had them in the episode One Hit Wonders. Mm. Because, like many, many people out there, I only knew Brimful of Asher. I thought that was I just... still
1: think most people do. I still think they are well in that category. Of
0: course. But my point is, you listen to their back catalogue. They are fantastic. Mm. They
1: are... What a
0: brilliant band. And it makes me a bit sad that I, at that time, would have thought they were one hit wonder Because not only do they have some really catchy tunes like Brimful of Asher, there's no denying that that's their most catchy most uh kind of sellable poppy song Mm. but they've got so much more to offer musically they're really really diverse and really quite unique and you know they bring in kind of a lot of i suppose you know they are very much from the background of uh asian people moving to england and kind of becoming quite uh, immersed in British culture, but still maintaining some of their um, heritage. So you do get little touches of, you know, little tiny sitar sa- samples and things like that, little slightly Asian drum beats, but also in quite a cool kind of late 90s, melodic, slightly psyche, indie setting.
1: Mm.
0: It's a really, really nice mix and a really interesting thing to listen to. And... um I've got to thank Ben for sort of introducing me to what they're actually all about. And in this reintroduction, I discovered that the album I love of theirs the most is called When I Was Born For The Seventh Time. And like, it's a weird name. It's a slightly weird album. But the lead track is called Sleep On The Left Side, which I am now fully, fully obsessed with. Um,
1: Do you sleep on the left side? Of what? Of what? a bed Um, a bit of both
0: which side's the left side
1: good question as in if you're, you're facing looking onto the bed
0: it, so I'm standing at the end of the bed looking onto it yeah I sleep on the left side I sleep on the right do you? yeah Oh, that's why we're such a good couple <laughs> <laughs> now that I think of it the I think we've only shared a bed one time and I did sleep on the left side and you did sleep on the right so
1: yeah, no, yeah. twice. And I slept on the left that time. When was the second time? In the flat, in Brighton.
0: Oh yeah, but that was the wall side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you had to have that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the point being...
1: Is there a song about this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a really great song. I love it. Um it came out in 1997, so we're fast approaching 20 years... Since it came out So I suppose it is old mm. But not as old as You know This is the newest Old pick we've probably had In Old New Borrowed Blue
1: Yeah
0: I'm going for it anyway
1: Well mine was Very early 70s It's not like the old Oldest song ever is it
0: No It's still a good 20 years older than this one Exactly well, yeah. Uh But anyway I'm going to play this I'm going to shout out Ben Brooks Thank you so much for all your help Through all the episodes Thank you Ben And Yeah This is Corner Shop Sleep on the left side, leave the right side free Oh, get salted as those around you leave We're gonna let it up like your house on fire We're gonna let it go and let it go higher Let it go On the left side, welcome as I call. So I think that's kind of a perfect reflection in some ways of uh, what's interesting about Corner Shop. While we were listening to that, you were whistling along to the little kind of interesting yeah, thing. Yeah, instrumentally,
1: in- I think it's really interesting and uh, different. and It's kind of a lot of things going on. Yeah.
0: And there's like I think there's like a bit of an accordion, is that what it's called? I think there's a bit of that in there somewhere.
1: Or? I'd have to hear it, hear it again. Accordion, yeah, maybe.
0: But I think there's a few different kind of just weird elements that maybe you wouldn't expect. And yeah, it's just such a cool, laid-back track. Yeah. I'm really into it. So there we go. That's this occasion's old track. Whoop. New. New. Harry. Right.
1: This one was quite a difficult one.
0: Um, I think it was not, hard for both of us, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, not only have we kind of talked about a lot of new music recently, but there has been so much it's been kind of hard to pick. So I've gone for something that I'm listening to a lot at the moment and i don't think i featured them at all on the podcast i might have talked about them but i haven't had any songs on so chance the rapper brought out coloring book this year yeah have we really not talked about chance no which i find amazing because there was a time when um, <laughs> when i was I really looking to forward to his album. album yeah and it came out and something was happening that meant i kind of put it off for a few weeks mm. maybe even longer I eventually went back to it, listened to it a few times, kind of moved on to something else, I think. And then just recently, within the last kind of month, I've gone back to it. And I've really given it some time. And I absolutely love it. I love Chance the Rapper anyway, because I think he really is, like, he's earned his spot where he is. And I think, like, he's kind of, like, there's a lot of hype about him. Some people might say like it's kind of come from nowhere, and maybe like he has been he's been helped on by people like Kanye, kind of really promoting him. But I found out all this. I, I've been online and looked at kind of his old um, like he had this he has this video of him doing a an open mic night before. His oh, this first is the one you showed me where there's mixtape, a, there's like a yeah. circle
0: of people around him. Yeah, and it's like. It just looks such an intense situation.
1: Yeah, but it's so kind of somewhere where anybody could like yeah. this could be a video of anybody.
0: Yeah, but it's just like to paint the picture. It's just like a quiet room.
1: Looks like a like, like a, a room behind a library or something. Yeah,
0: with like a circle of people just all around him, mm. and he gets he does have a mic.
1: Yeah,
0: but no backing track, no nothing, and he just
1: has to kind of get up completely solo and entertain these people. Yeah, and he sings prom night, and uh, and he just does it front to back kind of I think he makes like one little mistake in it but he's just so like cool and calm and collected and I have a lot of respect for him he doesn't have a label there's all this stuff and that, like some of these things can really help sell somebody to to a consumer saying all these things they're all oh I don't have a label I do everything on my own and like it's a good thing to kind of help you out and seem more kind of authentic to people. But I also think it's very commendable as well, especially yeah. in this day and age where people are probably signing contracts with people all the time, not knowing what they're doing and then kind of dying after like an album or whatever or because yeah. the record they would drop you and then you're kind of in the mud and you don't know what to do. And I think he promotes quite a good message to young people.
0: Yeah. And he's... Yeah, I think in terms of promoting message, he certainly does that because he's... um there's nothing kind of extravagant or over the top or arrogant or kind
1: of... No, he, he, you can see the excitement in his face yeah. wherever he is, whatever he's doing. Just the other day he was doing like, just hoping his mixtape gets sold. and now he's co-writing and helping Kanye release his last album. And delaying T-Lop's yeah. release. Which is unfathomable, really yeah when you think about how young he is and how yeah. kind of new to the industry he is
0: i also think again you know people everyone knows our opinion on kanye and people will think whatever they think about kanye but if he really buys into someone that much mm. that's a big endorsement like absolutely you're you're quite something if kanye's rates your opinion as a basically a nobody yeah <laughs> that highly
1: absolutely and he's got this nice um he has a certain sound not just kind of his vocal effect but the way he kind of writes and stuff which is very appealing Um, that's why it was kind of difficult to choose a song for this because on Colouring Book there's at least four songs that I love for lots of different reasons I originally was going to pick Angels because it's one of my favourites from the album I think it's a very full song, I think it's it's really a hit kind of tune Uh, Mixtape is really kind of... um, a little bit dirtier, less kind of poppy. Um, and then you've got No Problem with Lil Wayne and like All We Got, which is, has Kanye West, which is the opening track. All great songs I could have picked, but I'm going to pick Blessings because I love the kind of spoken word um, delivery. I really, really like it. Yeah, I'm just going to play that because it's definitely up there with one of my favourite songs of the year. Even totally great pick so blessings by chance the rapper
0: it seems like blessings keep falling in my lap it seems like blessings keep falling in my lap
1: i don't make songs for free i make them for freedom don't believe in kings, believe in the kingdom. Chisel me into stone prayer, whistle me into song air. Dying laughing with Krillin, saying something about blonde hair. Jesus' black life ain't matter. I know I talked to his daddy. Say you the man of the house now. Look out for your family. So, he has ordered bless me, steps, me with your new pick.
0: So this really genuinely was the hardest. One of the hardest picks I've like ever done. Because I didn't want to double up. And like everything I could possibly think of talking about in terms of new stuff that I've really, really loved, I've already played. You know, we do a musical highlight every week. I tend to try and work into every theme that we've got, also new stuff I'm into. And especially the fact that we did that um, uh, 2016 so far, part two. You know, Kane Strang, he is the new guy that I'm into. I'm still obsessed with Blue Cheese, that album. And don't worry. I will be talking about it loads when we finally do a 2016 roundup because I think it's, for me, it's my favourite album so far this year. Mm -hmm. You know, then things like Warpaint, who were on last week. Again, new thing that I love. So I've had to really um, dig a little bit to try and play for you guys something that I haven't played before. So we're going really, really, really new. We're going to a band who I think have only put out three or four songs. But they are Nashville's very own Savoy Motel, who are an act I'm really intrigued by, and kind of excited to see what comes next, and I'm going as new as I possibly can.
1: So they've, what, only released an EP, or...?
0: So thus far, they've only had three singles. They've had first, Hot One, second, Souvenir Shop Rock, and latest, Sorry People, all of which I think are really, really cool. So they're kind of painfully '70s looking. They're kind of uh, flares, dungarees, long hair, beige. Like they kind of they kind of pull it off, but also look a little bit too far into that world to feel completely modern. A bit like uh, when Kings of Leon first came out, they just hmm. they had their like really straight fringes and long uh, frizzy hair, and loads of denim, and you kind of thought. Where have you come from? Like, you have of a time, time machine or what? I don't understand. But they make really cool music. It reminds me a lot of... Um, do you remember Pop Levi? Who, I suppose, maybe... Something like 2008 to 2011... Put out a couple of records. Hmm. I really, really loved them. Things like... Um, Sugar Assault Me Now, Pick Me Up, Uppercut. If you guys don't know these songs, go and check them out. Pop Levi were brilliant. And... Savoy Motel, maybe just feel like the new Pop Levi to me, which is why I'm quite excited by them. Um, And yeah, they're getting a little bit of hype over here. I don't know if they're making any inroads in America at all, but I hear them on Six Music every now and then. I've read a couple of things in like, uh, I think they're in XYZ, XYZ, I don't know how to say the name of that magazine, sorry. Um, (laughs) XYZ. Anyway, they're in that. Um, So they are kind of slowly emerging, but very slowly. And There's something quite nice about, um, like you say, when I said they've only got a few songs, you said have they put an EP out yet? There's something quite nice about just waiting for another song, never mind like another album or, you know, whatever it is. It's just like, it feels like a little trickle effect and you kind of get a little bit more into them every time you hear another thing. So this is very much a new selection in terms of one for the future. And that's kind of all I can really offer on them. I don't know a lot about them, but I think they're pretty cool. And I'm gonna play a song called Sorry People, which is their latest single, came out about two weeks ago. Okay, I'm intrigued. Give it a little listen, see what you think. I will. Savoy Motor. Savoy yes. Motor. I feel like I'm rushing the name every time I say it. So Savoy Motor. Wow.
1: Savoy Moswell. Yes, exactly. Spot on Harry. that's <laughs> time. Impressive. <laughs> what um line is do you know what kind of lineup they have?
0: Uh three guys and a girl, I believe. Right. Um all look quite young. All look very trendy. Um
1: Yeah, I like the sound of them. They're kind of
0: yeah, they're intriguing, right? Yeah. And um I know there's nothing revolutionary in it. You know, it is kind of psyche stuff that we've heard before in some ways. But there does feel
1: something a bit unique about them. I think so. I couldn't quite place them necessarily.
0: Like I say, Pop is the closest that I can find. Um, and if they're anything like Pop Levi, I'm going to adore them. Right. One of the big things that shouts out to me when I listen to that is that I want to see them live. I just think like they they would put on a good show. They'd be really fun.
1: They kind of sound like, um, not in terms of music, but how Lost Camp kind of were kind of fun as yeah. they play, kind of played live yeah. and stuff. are their other
0: two tracks that they've put out so far are very much in the same vein. Yeah. So, yeah. That's my new...
1: Lovely. Savaloy. Moshwell. Moshwell. <laughs> <laughs> what a band. So, on to borrowed next this can this can sometimes be quite difficult for people um
0: i think it's the one that uh, is the least descriptive right yeah. people don't really know what a borrowed song is yeah.
1: <laughs> like isn't all music borrowed
0: uh, yeah because we didn't make it unless it's your own song
1: i think that's a quote isn't all music borrowed or something anyway i'm going for Nissim by the gaslamp killer
0: Okay, I, I didn't understand any of those words.
1: Right, well you didn't need to, because I'm going to explain them. Okay, so the Gaston Killer is a producer, come artist, come DJ, and he has a son called Nissim. And it's probably one of the... Every time you're kind of at a thing, it doesn't, probably not a party, um, but uh, maybe kind of a little event or whatever... This is always my go-to track to show people, because it's the whole, maybe like minute 30 intro is just sitar music, just really nice, calming sitar music. 30 minutes? No, one minute 30. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down.
0: It's a two I episode. I terrified then. I was like,
1: that's so much. And we're going to listen to all of it. <laughs> No, so the first about one minute, or one minute 30, okay. is kind of just calm, kind of satanic. Okay, that I can do. And then it has this drop, this kind of bit where it just comes in, and it is just amazing. I remember on in the car, my mate driving me on the way to a festival, I can't remember which one it was, but playing this to them, and everyone I know who kind of hears it straight away is well into it. Some people I know who kind of are a little bit impa- impatient, and maybe some people I know that aren't huge music lovers can't get through the first bit of kind of sitar music. Okay. I love sitar music. And yeah. Just well, I sitar and uh, Corner Shop. Exactly. We a little bit there, Which so. is what I was going to say yeah. Yeah. So,
0: sorry, there is a very good chance that I've gone completely insane. First, I thought you said 30 minutes, and now I don't know if you said where you've borrowed this from.
1: Uh, I don't know if I have <laughs> I'm so <laughs> I'm confused skirting. Thanks Tim, I was skirting around that But now I have to say Because um, um, it's your borrowed selection Yeah, well I think my brother showed me you know, He kind of shows me quite a lot of music Whether I just kind of hear it when he used to live at the house I, I kind of hear it um, But I feel like I knew it before like, While I was at university So I've obviously taken it from him At some point when I've gone back home It might have been at Christmas time. He gave me lots of CDs once for for lots of new bands. And I think I kind of did some research into those bands and ended up finding this one. Okay. Um, And they were also in GTA. (laughs) Yeah, That is the real reason. That is... You're trying to look
0: all cultured. Because,
1: no, GTA has... Hey, yeah, of course. Absolutely incredible soundtrack. Yeah. Like I know you're not hugely into gaming. No, but even so. I
0: know. Even I know that GTA music's good. Oh, it's just the you can radio drive around. Show. Flick the radio oh, through. It's, it's absolutely great.
1: Absolutely phenomenal. So um, I do.
0: I'll just do some sensible driving and listen to the radio when I play GTA.
1: Yeah, so do. I. Well, <laughs> I, I've spent. So long... I don't want the police to interrupt this. <laughs> I'm just
0: having a nice time. I would
1: stop at like bloody red lights. Yeah. Oh, there was one time when I I knew the song. They did like an update, I think, and I knew the song was on there. So I did this thing where I made it nighttime, made it rain and drove around until (laughs) the sun came on. Just so I could drive to the beach and then look at the kind of moon go down and listen to this song. Like, I'm yeah. sad. I mean, I should, that really I, is kind I'm old enough to drive. I could just do that in real life. Just go out on a rainy night. Rather
0: than sad, I'm just going to say that's lonely. <laughs>
1: it's very lonely. Well, actually, I was, it. A, I was at a GTA party with <laughs> loads of people. Um, I really wasn't. But um, I remember just finding out that that song was on there. I also saw my Glastonbury, In the Rain, which is maybe where I have this kind of association with them. No, last, uh, oh. first, my first year at Glastonbury, I knew they were playing. I didn't really know many of his other songs, but I kind of got there and our friend who we were meeting there was just, I think we were a little bit late and she was standing out in the middle of this field, like quite far away from the stage. And I remember us all walking towards them or towards her and realising, oh shit, we have made her like sit around in the rain for this. And then we finally got there and I was trying to dance to this song, which I absolutely loved. But I can't remember what was happening, but everyone was a little bit annoyed or something. (laughs) And I I remember this, there was this little, um, I think I was completely sober, probably wasn't. I feel like you weren't. No. (laughs) This story isn't adding up to you being completely sober. (laughs) But I I remember in front of us were this group of people dancing, and one of them was in this big yellow rain mac. Mm -hmm. And all I could, like, the only image I had was just a bear... (laughs) in a Rain Mac. what are you talking well, I, about I, I couldn't see who was in the Rain Mac, but it looked like and Bear so you couldn't see it it was a person you could just see a Rain Mac kind of dancing and I was just in my own head just like that is a teddy bear and he's just dancing around in a
0: and you're still maintaining that you were sober whilst believing a bear was dancing in front of you I didn't
1: believe a bear was there I, just, I, just, I liked that I could just kind of pretend that that's what was actually happening <laughs> was that Paddington Bear? Was did I say Paddington or Rupert? I think it's Paddington. Bear. Paddington's
0: got the raincoat. Yeah, yeah. Rupert's got the checky trousers
1: and the and the scarf.
0: Yeah. But yeah, Paddington Tory, was in front Rupert. of us
1: and he was dancing in the rain to this song. So I've got quite a few memories of this.
0: You Eating marmalade.
1: Yeah. Marmalade <laughs> on toast.
0: No, he didn't do it on toast. He just scooped out the thing like a bear would.
1: Anyway, um, <laughs> so let me play it. I'm gonna play. A little bit into this kind of part that I really, really love. Lovely little bassy section. So, uh, yeah. My Burrow track. Great choice. I hope. I don't know the song. It is. Nissim by the Gaslamp Killer.
0: I really enjoyed it, and uh, it felt like a little bit of a challenge for me when you said that some people don't make it through the first one minute twenty or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, obviously, your caveat was that people who aren't music fans are the ones who struggle. So I thought I would, but I was still sitting here thinking, like, can I concentrate? Can I do it? Yeah. And well, I always know. What's I really loved it, and like say. you said, when the beat came in, that was really cool. Very cool. It's I one was, of my
1: favourite moments in music yeah. for a while.
0: <laughs> I was really into it, and I would. I'm a little bit jealous, actually, because I would have loved to have seen that live. I think um, yeah, you saw that track live as well.
1: Saw that track live. I prefer it recorded. Oh, okay. So Just because I feel be like it could bad. be quite a cool thing it could where, have like,
0: done... uh, I, I've got an image of, like, through the sitar bit, the, the crowd's stand, standing quite still, and then as soon as the drum beat kicks in, people starting to bounce, and That's that the thing being, like, really cool.
1: Is that it was mostly because the way, the reason why at the beginning I said he's a bit of a DJ, I think, instead, is because... I don't believe it was live. Oh. It was all kind of him in middle. Okay, yeah, that's not what I want. And it also wasn't that kind of version. It was kind of a different version. Oh. So it wasn't as good. I was quite <laughs> far back. I was also, I think, pissed off at the time. So yeah. It's <laughs> <terrible. the> <laughs> Scrap it. Apart from that, the song is magical though. So, listen, Nisim, Gesangkela. But, you're going to tell me your Burrowed pick.
0: So, last time... We did "Old New Borrowed Blue." Uh, I said that I felt bad for not choosing a song that was borrowed from my dad oh, yeah. because uh, I've taken so much music off him through my life that it just felt a little bit uh, wrong to me. But over the intervening 29 episodes, I've talked about him all the time. I'm always talking about music that my dad has given yeah,
1: me. Too much, actually. I think you should. Yeah, exactly. There. So we rein it in a bit.
0: So I'm not doing it this time again. <laughs> He's been overlooked for borrowing one more time. Maybe episode 60. Is he actually? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'm not doing him. I'm not doing it. Sorry, Dad. You're not in. Oh, that seems even more harsh. No, because we've talked about him a lot. Yeah, we have. Listeners know what kind of music my dad's into now. They're well-versed in it. But the good friend of mine that they don't know is the DJ from the Mash Tun. So (laughs) not a friend at all. But that is who I'm borrowing a song from. Because again, like with a lot of, in fact, all my picks so far, they're very uh, kind of present in my mind because I've kind of got into them very, very recently. Um, mm. That's kind of what I wanted to do with this episode, whilst fitting into old, new, borrowed blue. So, for people who aren't Brighton folk, Brightoners, Brightonians, uh, the Mashtan is a nice little kind of slightly alternative bar just on the corner by the pavilion... Uh, By day, it's a kind of relaxed place where you can sit outside in the sun, have some nice beers, and then in the evening, they put DJs on or bands, and it becomes like, for me, one of the places to catch really interesting DJ sets in Brighton.
1: Pretty crazy Sunday nights, they do, don't
0: they? (laughs) Uh, When Harry's in town, Sunday nights go off at the restaurant. (laughs) One day, you guys might get to hear the uh, illicit stories of Harry's Sunday nights in the mash or maybe he won't because um, mums listen to this and stuff and um, the, the the antics this boy gets up to not while well accompanied by me I should point out um, yeah filthy but <laughs> not at all <laughs> um, yeah Friday and Saturday night it becomes a kind of tiny little club in its own way
1: Yeah,
0: and I love to go there for them I think maybe two weeks ago, I was there, and I stayed until closing, as is my want. And uh, it's always interesting reflection of a DJ, I think, what their final song is. It's a bit like a darts player or a boxer with their like, entrance song. Mm. Somehow, your final song as a DJ is your signature. It's like your moment to uh, not have to please the crowd It's just like, we're all going home now. This is my goodbye to you all. And um, this particular DJ on this particular night played a song that I didn't know uh, was originally performed by this artist. So the song is First Cut is the Deepest. Right. Which I think we all know is a Sting song, right? Right. Or maybe people know other versions. For me, I always knew it was a Sting song. And I hated it. I really genuinely thought it was rubbish. Yeah. But what this DJ decided to play was Norma Fraser, First Cut Is The Deepest, who is a kind of legendary female Jamaican reggae artist. And her version of this song just blew my mind. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. It's beautiful. It's... It's just everything it's I love.
1: Soulful, isn't it? yeah. It's how It's how the song should be sung.
0: Yeah, and it's. What's interesting as well is that I, because I don't like the Sting version, but I know the Sting version. I was trying to sort of sing along to it, and it's kind of on a.
1: It's a different tempo It kind of it. Is, much it is on
0: the same beat, but it's not on the same beat at the same time. She delivers lines just at a slightly different interval.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: it's, it's just brilliant. I've got. I really don't have the musical vocabulary to. Uh, Describe how much I love it, but, uh, you know, a lot of people who listen regularly will know I love Scar, I love, you know, the specials, I love that kind of thing, and this is just totally up my street, and the reason it is my borrowed selection is, I feel like not many people know it, this DJ pulled it out of the bag as, like, his final goodbye, and now I'm going to steal it as my, like... Party climax track.
1: Well, it's almost my borrowed track because you showed me it today. I knew the song, I hadn't yeah. heard this version. I've been up, and I was singing along to it, but just trying to kind of basically do what you did that night, but only sitting at a desk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not quite the same. Yeah,
0: but it's so great. So I'm really. This is one of the ones uh, probably across the whole thirty episodes I've been most excited to play to you people at right. home because I think everyone's going to love it. I can't imagine how anyone doesn't love this song.
1: The song so, has been cut.
0: So again, it's Norma Fraser. First cut is the deepest. I
1: would have given you all of my heart But there's someone who's torn it apart. And he's taking almost all that I've
0: got baby you can key the first cut is the Norma Fraser there with first cut is the deepest how good is
1: that so good that's just like musical perfection you can't not listen to that and be like just kind of shoulders yeah. shrugging just oh. yeah, Outrageous.
0: I've got nothing more to say on it. No, neither do I. So, we're going to move on yep. to your final station, Blue.
1: I do have a pick for you, Tim. Who would have thought it? It's lovely of you, mate. So, again, <laughs> I've said this for every single one now. Sometimes a difficult one for people, but um, this is our Blue track. It kind of... Um... <laughs> Tim's recording me. Um, This can be kind of interpreted. (laughs) Interpret. This one can be interpreted to kind of. (laughs) It's getting late. I know. So we are now moving on to Blue, our last pick. This one was a little tricky for me. And I did have a pick straight away come to mind, which is Airplanes by Local Natives. What's, now, the, what's
0: the Blue reference?
1: Well, I'm leading on to that. Okay. The Blue reference is that the song itself, although it doesn't seem kind of like a Blue song or a sad song or anything like that, the 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 song matter the the lyrics themselves and what the song actually means is really sad, okay, um, but it's hidden amongst the rest of it. It kind of is yeah, like I listened to this song a lot and really liked it before I'd ever really kind of sat down and really listened to the lyrics now there's only so much that I can get into thirty seconds or thirty five seconds, so The song is kind of about how he had never met his mother or didn't know her all that well. So I'm assuming she may have died early on in his life. And the song is really touching. Uh, There's lyrics like, um, I think it's, "I I never knew you as well as my father. And I've got those chopsticks from when you were abroad in Japan or something. Um, I'm really not delivering them as well as he does. No, I feel like the first
0: one I um, I went with the emotion, and then the chopsticks one I thought maybe I'm not going quite along the same path. Well, but those were the lyrics. Yeah, no, I I feel like in the context it's totally different to you smirking and talking into a microphone <laughs> about chopsticks. I can get some more up for you now if you like. I think what's interesting is that um, it reminds me a little bit of our Peace and Love and Rock and Roll episode when we played the Flaming Lips and they had quite a kind of political song that was yeah. hidden in amongst the instrumental and it's kind of like you can still say something quite profound without having to be so kind of obvious with it that the whole instrumental uh, fits the sad mood or the you know the political mood, whatever it is. I quite like that. I quite like the, the fact that uh, one song can kind of lead two separate lives. One is kind of yeah. a dancey, exciting song and one is actually saying something important.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, the the first kind of verse he says about there was a picture of her in a frame. Then the second bit is about these chopsticks. Um, and I didn't know... I did not know you as well as my father. And every question you took the time to sit and look it up, like you kind of assume that there's some kind of loss. Mm-hmm. And then the the, the the bit that kind of gets me is um, this the kind of bridge towards the chorus when he's, he says this kind of, um, I bet when I leave my body for the sky, the weight will be worth it. Which makes me think, okay, she, she maybe died. But the way the song builds and the beginning of it is a little strange as well. I think the song itself is really, really great. But I cannot ever now listen to it without kind of... Um, either feeling a little sad or empathetic certainly towards him and it's honestly one of the saddest songs I know yeah but the fa- I have such a weird relationship with it because before that I loved the song and would just sing it and didn't have that <laughs> didn't know kind of what it might mean yeah and now I do and so I kind of have both the sadness but also the love for the, the song itself before that yeah So that's why I'm going to pick this. So it's Airplanes by Local Natives. I'd forgotten to mention the bit, "I want you back." When he yeah. screams that throughout the yeah. whole song,
0: it wasn't uh, it wasn't quite what I was expecting, but mm. uh, that's not to say it was a
1: disappointment at all. It was, yeah, it felt uh, poignant. And do you see what I mean about the kind of the song almost not fitting its its meaning? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, it's quite passionate in the in those. In yeah, it's experience. got a,
0: you know, it's certainly got a kind of emotionally charged energy about it, mm. but not necessarily a sad one, you know, just a kind of passionate one. Um, so, yeah, there is a kind of an interesting juxtaposition there, I think, of kind of what it's talking about and what it's saying
1: and what with the music. Yeah,
0: um, yeah I really enjoyed that. Yeah. They've got a new
1: album out this, uh, I think it's a month ago. Yeah, right? they're
0: a band so. that, again, I know
1: the name of, but I. They're don't. not huge, they're, they're one of these bands that are, are quite big in America and um, aren't kind of doing a massive deal, great yeah. deal in England. But, so, um, yeah, check them out, local natives. Love yeah. them. I will. I, after that, I definitely will. Lovely. So, Blue, your last pick. For this
0: evening. I just realised... I know actually. It's after this, isn't it? I was going to say we were meant to do Rock, Paper, Scissors to go out. But that's after Blue, right? I guess. If we've got a song to play. Yeah. Well, one of us just has to pick one, Harry. That's how it works. (laughs) So while we've been uh, allowing all these other people uh, to do Old New Borrowed Blue on our podcast. uh, Despite not knowing that we would ever do Old New Borrowed Blue ourselves again... I've always had this kind of nagging fear in the back of my mind that someone else would pick what I wanted to do as my next blue choice. Really? So there's a band from Mali, Africa, called Songhoi Blues. Oh, yeah. Who have been making quite a big splash in England for a couple of years now.
1: Especially last year, yeah.
0: And uh, kind of. A week or so after we released that first episode, I thought, oh, shit, I should have had Songhoy Blues as my blue track. And then, yeah, everyone else I thought, don't choose Songho Blues, please don't choose Songho Blues. They're such an interesting act, and they're. I saw them live once in London, and they were incredible. I've never seen such energy live on stage. There's just so much passion in them, and they just. They're just so happy to be doing what they're doing. And they sound incredible. They were formed uh, after being forced to leave their homes during the civil conflict in Mali. They've got this kind of incredible, uh, evocative backstory. And although I don't know necessarily that they talk about these things in their songs, you can just feel... This whole history of the band coming through when you watch them play. They're amazing. Yeah, They're really just unique. And they're really just like one of a kind. Um, we've done episodes before where we've tried to kind of specifically pick music from other parts of the world that um, would kind of, uh, I suppose, expand the horizons yeah. for us and maybe for listeners too, who uh, are kind of generally just exposed to Western music. And I feel like the rhythm they provide is unlike anything else out there. I feel like, you know, vocally, they've got this amazing edge. And, yeah, like I say, one of the best live bands I've probably ever seen. So I just wanted to play some of my blues. And... Fortunately enough for me we've made it to episode 30 without them ever coming up which feels a bit of a shame because like you say they did make they have made a big splash over here they in were the last great couple of years. escape as well. We didn't see was it this they this year they were escape?
1: separate tickets I believe. Okay. So and they had all sold out or oh, that was the year before but I think it was last year.
0: It could have been so I they
1: couldn't have gone anyway.
0: Yeah. I certainly have I think you're right cuz I think I have missed them at one great escape before mm. but I did yeah. Check them out in London, and amazing. If any of you out there ever get a chance, I've got no idea if they're on tour at the moment, um, but if anyone ever gets a chance to go and see them, do not pass it up. It's like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So uh, we're also going to have a little bit of a throwback in terms of the fact that I don't know how to pronounce anything. Um, so the Songho Blues song that I'm going to play is called Sour-bore? Sour Soup.
1: Su- Show me and I'll be able to do Subo, it. Subal, Subal,
0: S O U, B O U R. Show me. Subal, Subal. Yeah, we're going ball. like Subo.
1: Yeah. I'm 100 right as well. Okay. I can guarantee. I can probably guarantee you. I'm almost 100 right. Maybe.
0: Right. Subal. Okay.
1: So I've just checked, and in Mali, I think they speak Bambara. Okay, 80%. But I think uh, French is their official language. They sound like if the black keys were from Mali. And I think it's such a, a great thing to hear that kind of
0: music. Yeah, they're, they're like, um, and I know in some ways it's a kind of um, naive thing to hope for, but they feel like to me a brilliant entry into kind of African music because like you say, they are, Black Keys is a brilliant uh, comparison because there's a lot of what we're used to mixed in. With kind yeah. of Malayan music, and for someone like me who's not really uh, versed in that kind of thing, it's great to get that kind of okay. Here's something you know, and you can latch onto, and then you can kind of go from there yeah. into kind of another world of music. It's like taking baby steps into something. Of course, yeah, and we all need that. You no, know, yeah. if, if it's it's not that often these days that you can hear something completely different that you've never heard anything like it before. Um, and if you do you kind of generally have a negative reaction to it so I think something like that for us is really uh, useful and they're just great they're so good when as soon as I started playing that song we both could not stop like a little shoulder shuffle we're in chairs but we're still dancing like it's still tried it's just a huge tune yeah and they're a fantastic band and yeah I'm absolutely delighted to have finally got them on the podcast Songhoe Blues. Check them out, guys. So we've made it not only to the end of 30 episodes, but to the end of this episode. Uh, and we're going to end as we did last episode as well, actually. Rock, Paper, Scissors. Ooh, it's just a big old tracks uh, off. <laughs> tracks off. We, we love doing it, and uh, every old new Borrowed Blue song song episode I've lost the plot so I'm probably going to lose this game <laughs> every old new Borrowed blue episode ends in a rock paper scissors to see who gets the out track. yeah so let's go do it. <laughs> can I um can I propose a little
1: I don't know you say the words
0: don't know what the word is <laughs> <laughs> Um, can I propose a little condition on the final song choice? Yes, could we make it our favorite song from the last thirty episodes? Of course, we can interesting. I have no idea what mine will be, but no, you don't have to go It through. just feels like a nice little way to wrap it all up. yeah,
1: sure,
0: okay, so rock paper scissors absolutely. one, two, three show, and I'll try and remember to actually say the word this time. Yeah. One, one, two, two three. One, Scissors.
1: Knock.
0: Ah! <laughs>
1: so Harry's hundred percent well. record continues. It is. I've done, I've won three in a row, haven't I? Yeah. And I'm a bit worried because I don't know what I'm picking. You're a wizard, Harry. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I do have one in mind. Yep. Which episode does it come from? It comes from episode eighteen. Back to the nineties. Nice. The pre bolney The pre bolney So before, I guess, I say what this is, I guess we should do one last big thank you to everybody.
0: To the listeners? Yeah. They've made it this far. They really are intrepid podcast listeners at this stage.
1: You are fantastic.
0: You are weather-beaten. You are world-weary. But you're still here with us.
1: mm and we love you so much for it. We really do. And you know what? You, the listener, have always got a friend in track show. And in Millionaire. And,
0: and you've always got a
1: friend in me too, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much. Randy Newman's taken us out. We'll see you on the We'll see you <laughs> on Friday.
0: Yes. That's a weird one to say, but it's going (laughs) to happen.
1: We'll see you on Friday. Tune in to know exactly why. We're saluting you all. Goodbye, listeners. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for everything. Thanks for sinking. Why are we doing this? What are we doing? The water is above (laughs) our eyes now. You have a friend in me.